Are you ready for the word? Yeah. All right, let's hear the word this morning. Well, today we're going to be, we are going to begin a new four-part series called The Arrival. Say The Arrival. Now, this is an Advent series. Now, this word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which in English means, it means coming. This coming embraces both the first and the second coming of Jesus Christ to this world. We understand that he came first as a babe in Bethlehem's manger, tiny and tender and totally dependent upon his mother. When he comes again, he will come as conquering king. His first coming was in order to provide a perfect sacrifice for our sins to become our savior. When he comes again, he's going to set up his literal kingdom on planet earth and his saints, you and I, will rule with him. Well, Advent is both a celebration and an anticipation. See, without the first arrival, the second would not be possible. Aren't you thankful for the arrival today? I said, are you thankful for the arrival? Amen. The arrival of the Son of God who became the Son of Man. Oh, the Bible says that the Son of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And his name is Jesus. Matthew 1 and 21 says, and she shall bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Somebody give Jesus some praise for his arrival. Now, when Jesus arrived, he brought four wonderful gifts with him. These four gifts are going to be the focus of our series. And the first gift that I want to bring to you today is, is the gift of hope. Are you grateful for the gift of hope? You see, without Jesus, we literally have no hope. The Bible actually calls Jesus the hope of glory or the hope of our future glory. Write this down this morning. Write this down. It's very, very important. Hope. Hope is to the soul of man what blood is to the body. I'm going to say that again. Hope is to the soul of man what blood is to the body. Without hope, man literally becomes sick. The arrival of Jesus on that first Christmas morning changed the world forever. Oh, I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so grateful and so thankful that Jesus, Jesus didn't arrive empty handed. Oh, no, no, no. He brought with him hope. Hope, hope for now and hope for later. Hope for life and hope for eternity. Hope, what man so desperately, desperately needed and still needs. The truth is, man can barely function without hope. Let's talk a little bit about what it's like to be without hope. Let me suggest, first of all, without hope, man becomes anxious. Anxious. Proverbs Chapter 13 and verse 12 says, hope delayed makes the heart sick. See, without hope, man becomes anxious. This pandemic has caused many people to lose hope. 
so many during this last year and a half or more. Uh, this pandemic has caused so many to lose hope, and others have had their hope diminish. With lost or diminished hope, many are experiencing anxiety. They worry. They fret. They lose sleep. Oh, so many have become pessimistic. Oh, they have become irritable. They become illogical. Oh, many have even gone into into depression. And so many overreact. Without hope, man becomes anxious. But also, man becomes aimless. Aimless. See, without hope, man loses focus. His compass no longer works. He has no sense of direction. He's lost and he doesn't know how to get back on track. It happened to the disciples after Judas betrayed Jesus and Jesus was arrested. Jesus was their hope. He was their hope. He was their leader. All they had to do for three years, all they had to do was just show up. Just show up and fall in line behind Jesus. But, but, but now they, they have arrested their leader and they are taking him away from them. And Mark chapter 14 and verse 50 says, Then all of his disciples deserted him and ran away. Without hope, man becomes aimless. Oh, we lose our sense of direction. And oh, friend, just as the disciples scattered, oh, so are many modern-day disciples scattering today. 25% of the church in America today are MIAs. Missing in action. They are aimless. They are off course. Oh, they are off target. They They have scattered, and they are nowhere to be found. But not only does man become anxious and man become aimless without hope, but also, also man becomes, becomes apathetic. When man loses hope, it affects his entire life. It has a trickle-down effect. He has no passion for once what he had once loved. He has no energy to move anything forward. Nothing, nothing excites or motivates him anymore. Job experienced this. Job, one day he was on top of the world. And the next day the world was on top of him. And if you read the story, you will see that he handled it great for a time. But day after day after day, things progressively got worse and worse and worse until adversity ground him down and he eventually lost hope. And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't if they walked in his shoes? I don't know about you, but personally, I don't have any stones to throw at him. I think he did a lot better than I would do. Oh, you agree, do you? All right. Thank you. Oh, but when Job let go of hope, apathy began to creep in. And this once strong, determined, dedicated, high-energy man became apathetic. Well, notice something else that happens sometimes when hope is lost or is diminished, and that is man becomes angry. 
angry. When we, uh, we have our hopes crushed, sometimes we grow angry. Mary and Martha did. I said, Mary and Martha did. John chapter 11 records their story. We have to understand that Jesus and Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, they were besties. Yeah, they were besties. They were close, man. They spent time together. Jesus would go to their house and Martha would cook for them. But one day Lazarus got sick. Not only did he get sick, he, he became very, very sick. And so, and so his sisters Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus that their brother, Jesus' friend, was very sick. Now, although their brother was very sick, they weren't too concerned because, because their best friend was Jesus. And Jesus was a healer. Jesus was a miracle worker. So they had hope that even though their brother was very sick, but, but their friend Jesus would come and Jesus would heal him and all would be good. But Jesus delayed his coming. He was told that Lazarus was sick. He was told about the urgency of the hour, but the Bible says Jesus delayed his coming. And during the delay, Mary and Martha lost their hope as their brother Lazarus died. And Mary and Martha were ticked. They were ticked. They were angry at Jesus. In verses 30, or 21 and 32 of John chapter 11, it records Mary and Martha saying the very same thing to Jesus. Both of them met Jesus at separate times, and both of them had the very same message for Jesus. And both of them said, if you'd have been here, Jesus, if you'd only been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus, they were saying, this is on you. Hello? You never read that before? Not in the Benson Revised Version, but it's there. It's implied. Jesus, if only you'd have been here, our brother would not have died. He'd still be alive. Jesus, this is on, this is on you. Jesus, we got you the message about his sickness and how bad it was and how urgent it was. We got the message and plenty of time for you to get here in order for you to come and heal him. And if you would have just got here, our brother would not be dead. Let me ask you this morning, has your lost or diminished hope ever made you angry? Oh, come on now. You can let your halo slip for a moment. I'll admit that mine has. Notice the fifth thing that sometimes happens when people lose hope, and that is man experiences an absence of peace. Because so goes hope, so goes our peace. See, peace can only exist in the atmosphere of hope. Isaiah 57 and 21 says, There is no peace for the unbeliever. Let me remind you today that when we talk about hope, we're, we are actually talking about Jesus. 
I said, when we're talking about hope, we are actually talking about Jesus because, because without Jesus, there is no true hope. All right, we've talked a little bit about what life is like without hope. Now let's talk a little bit about what it's like with hope. Well, first of all, with hope, man has an aim. Because Jesus gives us direction. He's our compass. Jeremiah 29 11, you know what? We love to quote it. It's God speaking here, and He says, For I know the plans, the what? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. See, without Jesus, life has no rhyme, no reason, nor purpose, but with him and only with him does life make sense and fulfillment possible. Oh, I don't know this morning, but if you are here today and you are restless and you are discontent and you are totally unfulfilled, oh, I've got good news for you this morning. And the good news is there's hope for you. And hear me this morning, your hope is not in possessions. It's not in positions. It's not in prestige. Your hope is in a person, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He can give you a reason to get up in the morning. Ah, He can put a song in your heart. He can put a spring in your step. I love John 10 and 10 in the amplified version. It's one of my life verses where Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life. Have it in abundance. Have it to the full. Have it until it overflows. Jesus and Jesus alone is able to do this. Notice something else that man has with hope. With hope, man has an anchor. An anchor. Now, we understand that an anchor is what steadies and stabilizes a boat. It's what keeps it from drifting. In Hebrews chapter 6, hope is called the anchor of the soul. See, without hope, we will be tossed about by the winds of adversity. Without hope, we will be inclined to drift. But hope steadies us. It stabilizes us. It anchors us to the rock. And that rock is Christ. Our hope is Jesus. And our hope in Jesus helps us face the strongest winds of adversity without getting off course. Proverbs 10 and 25 says, when the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly, the godly have a lasting foundation. That foundation is hope. And that hope is Christ. Oh, hear me this morning, friends. If the winds of adversity are blowing in your life, oh, if these adversarial winds are tossing you about, oh, I would encourage you today, throw out the anchor. Throw out the anchor. Throw out the anchor. The anchor of hope. Use your anchor of hope. And your anchor of hope is Jesus. Let him steady you in your storm. With hope, man has an aim. With hope, man has an anchor. And with hope, man has ambition. See, nothing fuels man's ambition or fans its flames quite like hope. 
If man has hope, he will keep on keeping on. He will put one foot in front of the other. Oh, he will, he will fight another battle. He will scale another mountain. He will, he will overcome one more obstacle. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Someone has walked in here today without hope. Someone has walked into this room this morning with diminished hope. You're barely hanging on to the very last thread of hope. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. The good news is God is in the business of resurrecting hope. And the giver of hope is in this house today. I'm telling you, you have come to the right place. One last thing that man has when he has hope, and that is with hope. Man has an abundance of peace. Abundance of peace. Romans 15 and 13, I love this verse. It says, God who is the source, say source. Source. God who is the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice this phrase here, confident hope. Confident hope. See, the hope that Jesus provides is different from earthly hope. Earthly hope is more like a wish. When, the, when, when somebody in the world talks about hope, they're thinking about, you know, just making a wish. I hope so. It's more like a wish. But no, not with God's people. Godly hope is an assurance. It's not just a wish. It's an assurance. It's, it's confident hope. And this confident hope provides us with an abundance of peace. The Bible calls it. It's a, it's a peace that passes all understanding because it's a peace that's not just there during peaceful situation, but, but a peace that passes all understanding when, when everybody else has lost their peace and there's no reason to have peace, yet you still have peace. It passes, surpasses all understanding or logic. It only comes through hope. The hope of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this morning, are you with or without hope? If you are losing your grip on hope today, let me challenge you to do what we often do when reading a book or watching a movie. When the suspense is just too much to bear, We can't stand it anymore. We got to know, we got to know, we got to know. The pretty girl has been tied to the railroad tracks and the sound of the train horn is blowing in the ears. Will she survive? Will Superman appear out of nowhere and save her? Oh, we just... We just can't stand it any longer. And so we cheat, we cheat. So we turn, we turn, we turn, we turn to the back of the book or we fast forward to the end of the movie to see what happens. Did Superman come? Did she live or did she die? We got to know. 
we got to know. Oh, I've got good news for you this morning. I cheated. I cheated. Oh, I fast-forwarded. I looked to the back of the book. I read the last page of the book. And the last page of the book says, Superman arrives. And his name is Jesus. And we are conquering more than conquerors. We don't always survive, but we're blessed, amen, because he always comes just in the nick of time. Hallelujah. Oh, I can hold on to my hope today because I know that Jesus has come once and that he will come again. Let me admonish you today. Hold on to your hope. Hold on to your hope. The takeaway for the message this morning is this. Jesus is our only hope for salvation and true satisfaction. See, when Jesus was born, hope Arrived. Hope arrived. Hope arrived. Some other things arrived as well. We're going to talk about them the next few weeks. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are grateful for hope this morning? How many of you are thankful for the arrival? The arrival of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem's manger. But oh, listen, I got some more news for you. He ain't no baby anymore. He ain't no baby anymore. (laughs) He's king of kings and he's lord of lords. And he sits on the right hand of the throne of God to make intercession for the people of God. And when everyone else has lost their hope, we've got hope. And all we have to do is to call out to our advocate. The lawyer that pleads our case, that sits on the right hand of God the Father. He's our hope. Yeah, when Jesus arrived, he didn't come empty-handed. I remember as a kid going to grandma's house and man, we had a big family and all the, my my grandma had 13 kids. They didn't all live, but she had 13 kids. They all had big families and they lived in a little bitty tiny, little bitty house in a little bitty town. But oh, I'd love to go to grandma's house. I remember when those family members started showing up and they come in there making two or three trips. Two or three trips in there, getting their food out of their car, you know, because it take a lot of food. And then there was one ant, and everybody's got one. I mean, you know, there's 10, 11 kids and their spouses and three or four of their, I mean, there's 50, 60 people. I ain't going to call her name because somebody might be watching me. You're my family. You remember who it was. Everybody else has brought in two or three loads of stuff. Send the kids out. Help us. We've got more stuff out in the car. She shows up. Here she comes. A loaf of bread. Not even hot roll, just a loaf of bread. I want to tell you, Jesus, when he arose, when he arrived, he didn't arrive, he arrived. He didn't come with just a little 
but he, he came bearing gifts. Father, we love you today. We praise you today. We worship you today. God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Oh, Lord, have your way in this house today.